Fraser, it yeah. like you guys left a few points out there, almost a classic game of two halves in a way, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, right, Ollie, we, we made so many opportunities, we didn't know which one to take, you know, it wasn't it was just a simple two on one, we, we probably complicated a few things where, where more of our mindset was to complete them and put pressure on them straight away, but we kept them in the game. Um, look, the effort, um, spirit, you know, we wanted to play for our mates, didn't we? And just like they fought for their mates in, in the Anzac days, back as soldiers, you know, that's what you had beside you. And uh, we got there in the end. We, the frustration could have got to us, but uh, we kept a clear head. Yeah, I was just going to say, how, how pleasing that frustration didn't get to that team, even though, it, you know, it was a close margin at half-time, the way they came out in that second 40. Yeah, yeah. I think they sort of bang bang after half time actually went, oh okay, we're okay now and you know when you sort of keep teams in the game for a period of, of time, you know, you know, they've got a couple of easy threes and then they the other try and all of a sudden you think, oh wow, she's only one score, two score game um, after what all we've done. But look, if you played all, everyone that was out there, the impacts that came on and finished the job beautifully. Cody, the, the Aussie teams have certainly been up to the contest all weekend, really, haven't they? That was, that was no different tonight. Well, would you expect that, I suppose, from, from this Rebels team to, to really take it there? Yeah, we talked around that. I think, you know, coming here, big week, weekend of rugby, and obviously us being the last game, well, we sort of expected the Rebels to, to come out and fire a few shots and, and really sort of bring some physicality. So I think the mindset for us to uh, prepare for that was well uh, was good. It just uh, we probably... Yeah, like Ray said, we didn't complete and um, didn't execute or finish, but still proud of how we came back in that second half. Ray, were you looking to make some sort of statement tonight coming off that loss uh, to the Blues? Was that sort of that feed into this week? Uh, look, the stats off after the Blues game were awesome, like the effort and the, the, the amount of um, you know, courageous plays that we made. Um, so it's more, more for us just to keep trusting ourselves um, and just to be obsessed and doing little things extremely well. Uh, and then, like I said, the frustration of not probably doing the little things well could have crept in, but uh, the only thing is those last couple of tries, wasn't it? those are the ones we sort of, they slipped in at the end, that's the, that's the tough bit for us. We want to be quite ruthless around uh, finishing games. And... Uh a couple of guys back, um, so Sam uh, got through the whole, yeah. uh, whole game, you must be pleased with that. Oh, well, he can still run with a broken finger, can't you? So he done plenty of that over the last <laughs> four weeks, uh, and it just showed, you know, like he's, he's experienced straight into a great level of, of footy, does some great things out there. Look, he's, he's a world-class lock who, who leads extremely well, so it's great to have him out, you know, after it's, um, Scott Barrett being out, and I'm just really proud of Zach Gillard, another great performance with and Dom Gardner, who's a bit of a hybrid six lock. Um, showed a bit of class out there, didn't he? Mm -hmm. yeah. And you've got to work for uh, Pablo, so he hasn't uh, necessarily played long minutes this year, but um, how do you think he went today? Oh, some of his touches were incredible, and obviously that full pass he could have tightened up after giving that first one, but he didn't, just his hit and spin, and I'm not sure about the kick, I'll have a chat to him about that, but he... He just knows his way around the field. Um, he's an instinctive player that gets bounces of the ball and just play, gets in the right place. So, you know, like he's, he's getting a bit of rhythm with us, you know, it takes time. Scott, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Craig Bellamy? Well, Craig's trying to sign Richie Mwanga. 
and exchange him for Cam Munster, but I don't know if we could handle Cam. <laughs> um, and with the salary caps and what Richie's probably going to get paid, I don't know if they could, could do that deal. No, Jack's aside, they're just a real great club. We've had a, one year we used them as our theme, um, Purple Rain, and we had a lot of their trademarks and... Uh, standards or behaviours that they use are really well aligned. So we, yeah, we do a lot of work with them, and um, it's a great relationship, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. good club. Great club. What did you make of the training session today? Did you? you today, yeah, we um, look. It was a run. You know, we went into a couple of meetings, and uh, it was good. It's different. Uh, they show a few more clips than us. They talk through the game a little bit more in depth, and we're, we probably give ownership to the players a little bit more about what they think and start to own the game at the end of the week but it's great it's just a different way of doing it there's no right way it's just a way and you always learn little bits of little bits along the way a bit of gold to pick up he seems to be a student of world sport and often goes off to other sporting organisations and that makes you sort of share that same philosophy yeah yep because you get in your own four walls a lot and what you do you um, you get used to, and each year you've got to get, find a way to get better. And um, you know, when you go to other teams, it, you might, like I said, you only might get one or two little things that sort of might tweak some of your philosophy stuff, or or be a really big idea that you know you're going to run with. So you, you, when other people do it, then you share those experiences. You, you get the best out of it. You know, Ryan Pappenhausen played like rugby until he was about seventeen. Oh, Pat, <laughs> got a good hairdresser, isn't he? It's set up on him. Um, yeah, we had Dave Havili and uh, Will Jordan spent a couple of days with them as well this week. Um, they were they were just blown away. Both sides, eh? There was a great experience for them. Most of them were swap at pre-season just to keep teams fr- players fresh, you know. Yeah. Cody, how important to start a four-week road trip around Australia with a, a win like that? That must really lift the spirits when you you know you're going to be on the road for a few weeks. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of excitement around being on tour. Um, yeah, it's been pretty limited, I suppose, the last couple of years. And uh, I think Ray was stoked with the draw when we got 23 days in Oz because we had to go to Coogee and, <laughs> and then Perth. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But hey, in all seriousness, I think, um, like Ray said, we really want to hone in on our skill sets. And, yeah. you know, we've talked around that and probably tonight it wasn't, what we want to be doing but uh you know we can build on that and then we know when we get home it's going to be totally different rugby so yeah no but i went to urban surf this morning that um over by the airport so it's a wave pool and i had a surf pool um i had a wetsuit and a, a mate of mine and gave me a board and they said six six a.m to seven a.m this morning was oh, i was a magical um, morning wish the the sun coming up and you know, you get 20 odd waves, it was, it's a, it's a great facility, great facility, yeah. A bit cold, Yeah, but the water's, wow, well, it's the same as home, about 16, yeah. 17 degrees. I was the only one that was happy with it, I think. Oh, you mate, how cold is it, mate? <laughs> yeah, it's freezing. Yeah, no, it was, it's all good by me. Okay, good, thank you. Yeah, Cheers, guys. Oh, yeah, Zoom, sorry. You right there, Rob? I just had Mr. Quick on Jack Goodhue, um, your thoughts on him, and uh, was that pre-planned to get him through, was it 52 minutes, or what's how you played? Yeah, 50 was the, the magic number from the, the physios, uh, he was a sexual one at the skill set, um, I thought it was really tough on a lot of the carries, 
made some really good decisions on the field. So we're so pleased for him that he can get such a positive start. What the plan with him moving forward is it? Would, he, would you be confident playing him eighty next week, or will it be a bit of an integration in the next year? Uh, it's a bit of balance between game time, how the knee reacts, and then training through the week and making sure he just builds his load. So yeah, and just one, yeah. Sorry, uh, just one for you, Cody. Just what you touched on earlier on that the mistakes and not finishing. What's, what's it like as a player there to stick when it was? Uh, I don't know, you know, multiple times in a row where the ball was hitting the deck, chances weren't being completed. You know, what was sort of said out there on the field? Oh, yeah, it's frustrating, definitely. I think, you know, you, you bloody have the old swear word when the, when you make an error yourself or, or you're about to break them and, and then uh, you, know, you lose the ball or something like that. Uh, and we did that quite a lot tonight, so... It was very frustrating, but I think the way we talked about resetting in that second half, and we knew that if we went multi-phase that we'd, and completed those, then we'd, we'd score some points, and, and I think we did that, and the Impact boys did their job and, and nailed it, so, yeah. Cheers. Everything else has been covered. Thanks, guys. Okay, how did you see that, I guess, a game of two halves? Mm, yeah, I think uh, half-time we were right in it. Um, I mean, class side, you know, they hurt us there, and... Uh, we had too many first phase errors, you know, which just couldn't get any attack at them. So probably look at that, but very proud again, Mel, if I've got to be honest, where we were, you know, to where we are now. And uh, even at the end to score tries at the end of the game showed the guys kept believing. So, but yeah, we are disappointed if we're honest, you know, that second half got away from us and we didn't want that to happen. You missed a lot of tackles, but then you had to make a lot of tackles mm. as well. So did it sort of just, I guess, wear down? It definitely does. You know, and that's the point. Like you've got this awesome scramble defence, but why? Why do you have to do that? You know, if we just made our first-time tackles, it would be in a much better space. So that was the message at halftime. You know, was if you hit the first-time tackles, you don't have to run 30 metres backwards to go and scramble. So we'll look at that. I, um, I think they they were quite smart. They attacked us around that breakdown. You know, and that we were fatiguing, and they came at us there. So some work for us to do there. Yeah, huge. No, it's a big week for us. It's the Weary Dunlop week. And we spoke about Weary Dunlop before, you know, and um, the awesome yarns about Weary, you know, and the, what he did for this country and why he's Australian and uh, also about his inspiration for people. You know, his number one thing was look after the man next to you. And, uh, and we spoke about that. So to see our young men, you know, growing up quickly and maturing and, and fighting in that space is very inspirational for us, you know, very, very inspirational. The key for us, Nathan, is to keep those young guys with us in Australia now, you know, so that 27, 28 years old, they've got 100 caps because that would be really, really good for us in the club. So just on Carter in particular, Kevin, so he had a obviously very young... Um, Rocky start up in mm. Brisbane. So, you know, how pleasing is that for him to come out on the stage uh, this weekend and no. play like he did? It's huge. Jeff, huge for us. You know, and I just mentioned that uh, I mean, we didn't want to lose Pup and Pup's been playing great rugby and leading. And Quartz hasn't played how many minutes since since then, you know? So he had a few runs, but he's been positive about that and he's really bought into how we want to develop him. But the fact that he was put on the stage and he, he was really good. So, look, and Pup not, might not be right for next week, so he's got to go again. So, yeah, it's just awesome. You know, Glenn Vahu and Carter Gordon, but all the guys. You know, I couldn't say one guy in particular, but just to see Carter have grown from some of those earlier games and to see him 
really excelling at this level is good. Was Neck as well as his yeah, I haven't got the full medical, but I, I am, I'm not sure. You know, he's talking, he's fine in the change room, but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen exactly what's wrong with him yet. Well, so how did you see things? Obviously, you know, the result you were after, but did you, yeah, what did you make of the match? Yeah, I think we started um, in terms of the way the first half went, it was only 7-3, but I think they probably left a few points out. They weren't executing to probably their standard. I think the message we I was trying to get to the guys was defensively we were waiting for them to come to us and against the Kiwi team, particularly the Crusaders, if you give them the game line, it's going to be a very difficult game. And we saw them, you know, pretty much carving us up at will. And then probably a turning point which I really enjoyed was um, just on half time, Cam Moore comes in, makes a great shutdown D, get the penalty, Brad's over the ball, Hodgie three points, um, and so we show that our defensive structure when we're actually sticking to structure. We're right there. So I think it was probably a, a bit of giving them a lot of respect, probably too much respect, which you know, when you're playing the Crusaders, there is that risk. Um, but then there were moments where we shifted, which shows the growth in the team where you know, our defensive side started picking up. We were taking the game line off and making you know, dominant tackles, taking space. But again, a couple errors, first phase, playing without the ball makes it very difficult to mount too much pressure on a team like that. So what do you do, Michael, about that? So you cycle that up and, and you get a you know, momentum from that, and then you get a couple of attacking lineouts, and it's queen ball off the top, but the runner drops it, and, and you know, so how do you fix that, or is that just the, the fatigue or the heat of the game? It's not necessarily fixing it, because once it's happened, that moment's gone, you've missed that opportunity, and I think it's being able to take your next opportunity, it's probably something the Crusaders, like, in that first half, they dropped numerous amounts of ball. And as long as you let that go, you take the learnings from it in that moment and you build to the next one, you try to stack a positive there. So if it's, you know, for instance, um, the line out in there, 22, where we went to run a play, we drop it first phase, we go to that scrum, you make that scrum positive. You've got to make, win the collision, make it a decent platform defensively. Then you want to lock them down. You want to get them exiting and kicking to us. And so it's as much as you can, it's kind of forgetting that that's happened, moving on from that and trying to focus on the next next aspect of it um, and making that a positive thing. As soon as you stack negatives, particularly against tougher opposition who are spreading the ball quite well laterally, it, it becomes tougher and then it's a, you know, a snowball sort of effect. Whereas if you can just get a positive straight away and then build from there, it's probably about your next action rather than trying to learn from what's just happened. And the team, the team scored two late tries in the, towards the end of the game there. Does that give you um, encouragement moving forward against next week and the rest of the competition against the New Zealand teams? Yeah, definitely. I think it shows that we have points in us, um, but it's trying to you know, make those points count. We want to be playing from at parity or from in front. We don't want to be playing from 20 points behind. So it's when we have opportunities earlier in the game, putting scoreboard pressure on, um, that comes from putting penalties or scoring the tries early. It's probably, you know, we can't leave our run too late every game, uh, but it definitely gives us a positive knowing that we can score We've got great attack plans, like the, the grubber in behind for Hodgie. That was planned. Everything was structured there. So we've got the right plan. It's just actually executing the plan, which we didn't early on in the game, you know, with the drop ball, as Footy said. So it's just execution. Give them mind, this is bigger next week. Um, a little bit of an unknown quantity, obviously. They've kind of battled a little bit this year, right, with you know, all those games being postponed and stuff. How do you best prepare uh, for a team like that, that, you know, when you're preparing for the Crusaders, you, you kind of know what to expect with, yeah. but with Moana Pacifica, it's a bit more of an unknown quantity? Yeah, I'd say uh, 
similar to Fiji and Drua. You know, you're not too sure about them, but you don't take them lightly. What we do know is they're very physical. You know, those guys will come and uh, some of our boys have played, you know, over in New Zealand, so they know a lot of those guys. And um, look, I probably think that one of the things that let them down in this ga uh, tournament is their discipline. So we want to make sure that we don't make first phase errors so that we can build pressure on them and then see how they cope with us. But full respect to them. You know, the way they've played and rocked up with a lot of COVID cases and they're still so positive and they've definitely got an energy about them. So I'm actually looking forward to that game. Um, but to play them a lot of respect and get ready for them. So you got players back next week, Ray back next week, Tim? Uh, Ray's back next week, uh, which is awesome. And Pono is coming back next week as well, which is great. Jordy, we're not sure yet. And uh, and Rock getting through, yeah. the, you know, first came back and yeah. such a high-paced yeah. game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so how does he feel? Yeah, it's good. I haven't caught up with him, um, you know, but yeah, he's awesome, you know, just to have him back in there, his energy and... He's a smiler, you know, he brings good positive uh, vibes around the team. So he'll just be better for that now. And like you say, it's a baptism. So you go out there and that speed and the line breaks and everything is always going to blow. But I thought he did really well. And how was it for the Rebels having Super Round hosted in Melbourne? Uh, good to get the game of rugby back in the, the limelight for the Rebels? Oh, I love it. You know, just uh, at the Weary Dunlop lunch and we had all the other, you know, Mel, Jeff, you guys were there. I thought that was a brilliant function, you know, and to have uh, all the teams present, obviously not the force, but the rest of the guys and mingling and rugby is an awesome game, you know, with awesome people and uh, the values that we love about the game and just to share stories again and obviously to celebrate Weary Dunlop was very, very special. So for myself to be in there and be in such an awesome, awesome environment was really, really special and Melbourne's great, you know, it's a brilliant city and to have all these teams come in and the energy around it, I thought was just really, really special. So. I hope it stays here.